Welcome back to Yes, That Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 4, Episode 6 of Mites and Men. Robotic bugs play global dynamics, and Carter talks to Allison about her mental state. Original air date August 11th, 2011. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Written by Terry Hughes Burton and Ron Milbauer. And directed by Mike Rowe. Hey, was I dreaming or did I hear yelling last night? Oh, uh, a bunch of commandos abducted Joe. Coffee? Sure. Hi, this is Vicki, and we're here for Season 4, Episode 16 of Mites and Men. We had a little scheduling snafu, and because I have three hosts, and they're all scheduled one after another in order to keep what we're recording in order so I'm not totally confused because I'm easily confused. DC said he would step in and do this episode with me. So, as I said, I'm here with my co-host DC. Hi! And we're going to be talking about Of Mites and Men. Allison and Carter are at the Smart House. Allison asks if she heard yelling during the night and Carter tells her that a bunch of commandos abducted Joe, but they don't tell us why. Nope. Nope. Allison is planning on going back to work. Apparently, she's been off since the Beverly Brain incident. And she's getting tired of being home, and she's getting tired of everybody taking care of her. She wants to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, the kids are coming back for my mom's tomorrow, so... Thursday. No, today it's... Thursday. See? Project. I'm fine, really. (laughs) In case anybody's confused, this is not being supportive. This is being a controlling jerk. Telling somebody that their brain is broken because they can't remember the day of the week, especially when they're not at work. I mean, you and me have been on vacation and, you know, after not being in your normal routine, you kind of lose track of the days. This is Carter wanting to continue to feel superior over Allison and trying to keep her thinking that she's still having a problem when she may be having a slight problem and there may be a little bit of concern in this but this is not being supportive. This is him wanting to continue to feel superior. Rant over for now. Apparently, the abduction of Joe was part of the Estrella's mission training, and we find Joe taking an exam with a bunch of other candidates. Yeah. Does she look happy taking that test? No. No. They took her in the middle of the night. She was fast asleep, and they made her go take a test. Yeah. Meanwhile, Carter is doting over Allison as they walk into GD. They meet Senator Wynn, who tells Allison to enjoy her time off. She's not being reinstated yet. She wants to be sure that Allison is ready. Carter goes with Wynn for his scheduled meeting, leaving Allison standing in the lobby. Allison's not happy that they're not letting her go back to work. No. No. Nothing. No, not at all. The test is over, and they haven't even walked out of the room when Larry runs in to tell Joe that her results are ready. Joe finds that she's passed the test with flying colors. What does she do when she finds out she passes the test? She passed. And what does she do? She happy. She's happy? What is she doing? Dancing. She's dancing, huh? Yes. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yes. Passed. I 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 knew you would. I didn't. Zane comes in to her dancing and celebrating her grade. He knew she would pass. Joe tells Zane that she wishes he was going. Zane tells her that he is. They just don't know it yet. 
Carter has to stand in okay. on a meeting with Senator Wynn, who announced to the attendees that they were behind schedule. As of the new schedule that she's just showing them. Yeah, nothing. I know. So they're upset, but... Upset. They begin to discuss why Dr. Fung is missing at the meeting when the building begins shaking and glass objects shatter. Where's Dr. Fung? Oh, uh... What happens to the building? Broke. Yeah, what was breaking? Earthquake. It was like an earthquake, you're right. Yeah, everything was shaking and the glass was breaking, right? Yeah. When is told that Dr. Fung is having issues with his interstellar communication system. The meeting breaks up and Jack is told that he's working for Wen as security instead of sheriffing. She tells him that he doesn't have a choice and wants him to wear a suit. Jack doesn't want to wear a suit, huh? Nope. But you like wearing suits, huh? Yeah. You look very nice in a suit and tie, don't you? Yeah. But Sheriff Carter doesn't want to wear a suit. He wants to wear his uniform. Yeah. He's not happy about that, is he? No. No. We cut to Joe trying to find a room on a floor in GD that she never knew existed. And who's there? Who's in the room? Penny. Penny, your favorite, huh? Yeah. Yeah. From Dr. Horrible. But who is she? Holly. Holly. So she finds Holly, Fargo, and Parrish already inside a small room. They all believe that Joe called them to meet her there. Joe says that Fargo sent her a text to meet him there. As soon as she says that, the door closes behind her and they all locked in. Locked. They got locked in. Are they getting nervous? Nervous. Yeah, because they can't get out. So Larry comes on screen and tells them that this is the psychological stress test portion of their training. Congratulations, Estrella's candidates, on making it to the next round. Psychological stress testing. Oh, I've read about this. They've put us in isolation for days on end. Give us challenging tasks that test our mettle at every turn. Where the strong survive and the weak get discarded like yesterday's trash. Silence! Please place all of your belongings into the chute. PDAs, jewelry, clothing. Clothing. Test uniforms will be provided. So they're stuck there. Holly seems to understand that this is a test for the lack of privacy in space. Fargo's not happy. Paris seems cocky, and Joe tells Fargo to just go with it. One of the things we're going to have to deal with on the mission is lack of privacy. This is our first test. I, for one, believe that the human body is a beautiful thing, and I'm happy to share it. Oh, no, no sharing, no! They decide to face their lockers to undress, and just then Zane pops out of one of the lockers. It's... Ugh. <sighs> what is he doing there? Nah. What is he doing there? Nothing. Allison visits her office and finds a Dr. Timmons, her replacement. She didn't know she'd been replaced. He refuses to update her on what's been going on in her department because she's not on duty, and uh, apparently he can't share that information with somebody who doesn't work there at this point. She runs into Carter in the hall, and she's angry at Carter for taking one side. Uh, tell me that you were not wearing that before. No, Senator Wynn asked me to fill in for Joe while she was doing some stress test. I'm not a tie guy. This is... Yeah, well, maybe you should tighten it. A lot. I'm sensing hostility. Apparently, everyone thinks that my brain is broken. Well, not everyone. Well, what do you think? I think broken is a strong word. 
And once again, I'm going to say this is not Carter being supportive. This is trying to convince her that she still has a problem. The appropriate answer to her saying everyone thinks my brain is broken is not, well, not everyone. It's nobody thinks your brain is broken. They all know you've been through a lot and you need time to recuperate. He's just trying to make her feel as if there's something wrong with her so he can continue to be in charge and take care of her. Rant over. As they're talking in the hallway, what happens? Crack. Another one, huh? Another one. Another, like, earthquake, right? Yeah. And what happens? Everything shakes and things fall off the walls? Broke. Everything breaks again. Yeah. Well, what's going on? On. <laughs> well, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know? Yes. Alright. After Carter gives her a speech about how it's okay to be off her game and, and okay for him to take care of her, the elevator opens and Allison saves him from falling down the elevator shaft. Yikes. Back in the training room, the candidates stand around watching Zane go through the refrigerator and ask what he's doing there. He tells them that, like he did in the physical training, he's testing himself. Slim pickings in here. Yeah, and now they're getting slimmer with you here. The resources are meant for four people. We should treat him as a stowaway. Restrain him and put him on rations. Oh, you're welcome to try. Fargo wants the test canceled because he thinks Zane's presence taints it, but Larry announces protocol is clear. Once the door is sealed, it's on. <laughs> Larry gives the candidates their first assignment, folding a hundred cranes. Yeah. Holly tells them that this is an actual astronaut test to see how they handle tedium and monotony. Joe is already getting hostile, and Parrish calls her number one to push her buttons. Fold 100 cranes and string them on a wire. <laughs> oh, seriously. No, 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 no. This is an actual astronaut test. This is arts and crafts. It's empirical origami, a chronological record of our ability to perform the kind of intricate repetitive tasks that will be necessary on the mission. How do we handle the monotony? Are the last 10 cranes as good as our first? Arts and crafts. Yeah. Are we keeping you awake? Yeah. <laughs> they have to fold all these pieces of paper. Yeah. And make little birds out of them. Yeah. And they have to do a hundred. That's yeah. a lot. Yeesh. Back in the elevator, Andy notes that the elevator is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's funny too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it must be on there. Allison jumps into director mode and begins giving orders to the staff who look to Jack to approve. So Allison gets mad at him again. Eesh. Fuck. She's a little angry with Jack. Yeah. Henry and Grace are consulting with Dr. Timmons about Henry's heart problem. He tells them that most doctors think it's not treatable, but he's willing to do the operation. He's developed a new procedure, but it hasn't been tested. Henry's ready to go for it. <laughs> while Grace decides that they need to talk about it. Carter talks to Dr. Fung. He thinks his project caused the elevator to go missing. He tells Jack that his project could not have disintegrated a tungsten elevator. The building begins to shake as they're talking, and they are just able to get off the platform they're standing on before it disintegrates. You do realize I'm actualizing a real-time interplanetary communications network. Well, that's a lot of big words, uh, Dr. Fung, but... You're playing loose and easy with safety, so... I... Nothing I've done could disintegrate a tungsten elevator, I swear to you. And I'm, I'm frankly, I, I have...
What happened? Broke. He cut his feet. Cut his feet? The thing broke under his feet, huh? Yes. That would have been a long yeah. way down if they didn't get off of that, right? Yes. Yeah. I know, huh? <laughs> Andy tells Carter that the floor That's support the beams are no longer there. Dr. Fung's sound beams could not have caused this. Andy is excited by the tungsten connection, though, and he lists some of the uses. The elevator, support beams, and the astraeus. Jack is concerned now about the Astraeus, that whatever's happening is trying to destroy their spaceship. Yeah. Did you know they had a spaceship? Yeah. Yeah? Larry's enjoying his role as overseer and decides to turn the heat up a bit down in the tunnels. I so... Excuse me. Jeez. <laughs> down in the isolation room. Henry and Grace talk more about the surgery. Grace makes a point... Why mess with a healthy heart with experimental surgery? She says if Henry was at risk, then maybe they would risk experimental surgery, but there's nothing wrong with his heart. So they're taking a big risk just for him to go into space. Henry doesn't think and tells her that it's his risk, which is the wrong thing to say. Grace gets angry and walks away. Meanwhile, the candidates in the isolation room are feeling the heat. Zane tells them that the bathroom does not work. Bathroom's free. So, fix it, number four, asterisk. Hell no. I got cranes to fold. How chivalrous of you. I bet it's part of the test. They mess with the facilities to see how we react. Luckily, I can hold it a long time. My doctor says I have the bladder of a water buffalo. Polly, have you ever heard the expression, too much information? Huh. What would happen if you were in a room that didn't have a bathroom? You wouldn't be happy, would you? No. No, that would kind of be a disaster, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you would want to get out. But right now, Holly seems to be okay with it. I don't think that's going to last too long, though, right? Yes. So Zane flips a switch to turn the heat down, or he puts a fan on, and what happens? What happens? Blow over the place. All the papers, huh? Yeah. All the papers that they're working on blows all over the place. And he just says, my bad. Yeah. So Parrish is being his snarky self, and Joe is getting tired of Holly, and Fargo's getting angry at Parrish for complimenting Holly all the time. Carter finds out that even though when pushed the deadline up, Dr. San Augustine is right on schedule. He seems to think that's impossible, but she tells him about the construction mites that build the ship. They're programmed to consume tungsten and fuse the raw materials in uh, layers. So construction mites are little bugs. They're robot bugs. That's disgusting, huh? Disgusting. Yeah. Carter asks about the serrations in the floor lab that Andy found, and Andy does say it's plausible. The doctor thinks it's impossible, but she said she did crank them up to 11. Uh, 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most, most blokes are going to be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. So she texts the storage room where they should be and they're gone. So she tells Carter to contact Zane because he's the one that created them. Back in the isolation room, Zane is snapping his gum. Holly makes him get rid of the gum, and Zane says, anything for you, Miss 92. They're talking about Joe's score on her test. Can you stop doing that? 
concentrate. Well, if you didn't bring enough for everyone. For you, Miss 92? Anything. How did you know my score? On a written test? Lucky guess. You hacked my test and cheated for me, didn't you? I'm sure I have no clue what you mean. Well, I guess not all of us are playing on a level field. Interesting. So now she thinks that he hacked her test. And Parrish thinks that he hacked her test and upped her score so she could make the team. The song Car Wash starts playing. And this would be, I think, the third time we've heard Car Wash in this series. And as we discussed way back in the first time, maybe, with Doug Gramley, nobody has any explanation for this. So Larry leaves the control room to go to the bathroom, and Zane sings along just to aggravate any, everyone further. Allison goes to see the senator. She insists on being reinstated, but Senator Wen disagrees. Wen tries to convince her that she's rushing into it because deep down inside she thinks that Allison, because she was brain hacked, that she really feels the need to have some normalcy back in her life and not really because she's ready to go back to work. While Carter and Andy are doing a walk and talk, Carter runs into a hatch from the Astraeus in the hallway. They see the mic take off and Carter realizes that they are not building a hatch. They're eating GD. They're eating the building. Hmm. They're eating GD to build another ship. Carter reports this all to Wen, and he recommends killing the mites before all of GD collapses. Andy reports that the bugs are indestructible, or pretty much indestructible, and Henry's working on shutting them off, but they need Zane. So we go back to the isolation room, and Car Wash is still playing. Holly asks to use some of Parrish's paper, but he refuses. He won't share. Could I have some of your paper? I used all my extras on this. I'm sorry, no. Well, hey, Masters, if we had restrained the stowaway like I suggested, there would be plenty of extras for everyone. He blames Zane for having no extra paper. Fargo offers some of his to Holly, and the lights go out. Fargo says they have to look after each other, and Parrish tells them he won't follow Fargo, but Joe and Holly will. So Parrish continues making his origami. He won't help. Zane sings at him while Joe and Holly, Joe, Holly, and Fargo try to fix the lights. Larry heads back to his post, eating a bagel. He likes bagels. Yeah. Just like you, huh? Yeah. But the elevator has a wall inside, so he can't get back. So now the people stuck in the room are really stuck in the room because nobody can get to him. Carter and Andy ask Larry if there is another way. Larry tells them the only way is to get them out manually, and they have to go down to the ISO chamber on level Q. Nobody's ever heard of level Q, but yeah. Andy has a map of GD in his head, so he and Carter start out for level Q. As they leave, we see a shot of Larry's station swarming with mites. Did you see all those bugs? Yeah. Oh, my God, huh? Ew. Oh, my God. Ew. Oh, that was a lot of bugs. Dusting. It was dusting, yes. <laughs> oh, that was too many bugs, huh? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Yikes! <laughs> They're nervous about this. I would be nervous about that too if nervous. there were that many bugs there. Holly notices how well Fargo and Joe work together. Fargo says he wants to recommend that both of them go on the mission, but Joe says if Wen doesn't let her retake the test because she thinks Zane cheated for her, she's quitting the mission. Joe says she doesn't want to take a spot because she doesn't think she earned it. Zane sends Fargo and Holly back to the cranes 
and helps Joe fix the power. He tries to explain to her that she passed the test on her own and he's just messing with everyone there. When the lights don't go back on, which they should have, Zane confesses that when put him in the room to bring up everyone's stress level, he's part of the test. Andy tells Carter that the ISO chamber has the second highest concentration of tungsten, and if the mites eat it, everyone inside will be squashed. Yeesh. The first highest is the support beams all over GD, which means if they eat the support beams, the building will fall down, too. Yeesh. Zane and Joe argue. Zane says when offered to put his case up for review... But Joe thinks he's just betrayed everyone. Okay, Senator, one promise to put my case up for review. Well, congratulations. You did a bang-up job betraying your friends. You know what? I hope you have so much fun on Titan. I didn't betray anyone. I was helping you all prove yourselves. Blah, blah, blah. So clearly rehearsed. Confessing that he's a mole is just the next step in messing with our heads. Except they can't hear any of this, okay? The power was supposed to go out, but Joe's repair should have restored it. Guys, we really are cut off from GD. Zane is the only one who understands that something is really wrong. The power going out was planned, but whatever Joe did should have fixed it. Just then, the ceiling falls partially in. Parrish just sits there because he's convinced this too is part of the test. We forgot to talk about on the way down to the ISO chamber. Oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> on the way down to the ISO chamber, Andy gets eaten by the bugs. Did you see all those bugs? Yeah. Scary. Because <laughs> Andy's a robot. He's not a person, really. He's a robot. He's made out of metal or tungsten or something. That's what the bugs like. So they try to eat his legs. Yikes. So when we get back on top, Andy is being taken away on a stretcher, and other people are trying to cut through the tungsten. Henry figures out that the mites' transistors were reduced to dust, which is why they did not shut off when the job is over. And they keep building a spaceship, even though they finished building a spaceship. They keep building more spaceships, and nobody could get around the building. Because they're eating the building to build a spaceship. That doesn't make sense, does it? Because the building's going to fall down. Driving me crazy. Right, I know. Back in the ISO chamber, everyone except for Parrish is building a support for the ceiling. Parrish is giving a speech about how much more prepared he is to go to Titan until a mite lands on his head, and he freaks out. You people have the attention span of toddlers. You're going to panic at every little distraction that happens on Titan? This mission requires unshakable fortitude and focused... Get it off! Get it off! Get it off! Get off. What did he do? Did he shoo, 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 get off, get off. Yeah. And then somebody stepped on it, huh? Yeah. But it, they didn't kill it. Mm. So Zane knows if the mite made it down there, they must have been wreaking havoc on the floors above. Joe thinks Carter will get them out, but Zane thinks they won't be Carter's priority due to the damage the mites probably caused. Fargo tells them they have to save themselves, but the manual override is outside the sealed door. Carter and Wen talk to Dr. Sangustin and Fung. They think the sound waves from Fung's project ruined the mites. Carter wonders if a bigger blast might shut them down entirely. They tell Dr. Fung to go ahead and figure out how to make a bigger charge, but Allison stops them. Look, the mites have all gathered on the isolation chamber. A localized pulse could obliterate them all if we could get it down there. But there's no guarantee that we can reach the isochamber in time. 
The mites have turned the entire sublevel into a maze of ship walls. Yes, and the level is hard enough to navigate on a good day. But I can guide someone using the thermal imaging. I'll be the bug bomber. No. Allison, you just said that it was hard enough on a good day. You're feeling that good. Yes. And no one knows GD better than me. Wen tells Allison that it's a maze down there, but Allison says she can guide someone with thermal imaging. She convinced Wen that no one knows GD better than her. So Zane is working on one of the mites and takes something out to use to get the power back on. Carter gets instructions from Dr. Fung, who tells him the bomb is a one-time use, and they'll have to get close enough to the chamber before he sets it off. Carter got the bomb, but the hole they lasered closes before Fung can hand him the laser cutter. He has to try to get through without cutting any holes. So now Carter's trapped without the hole cutter. So he has to try to climb all these walls and everything to get to the chamber where Zane and Holly and Fargo are trapped and uh, Parrish are trapped. Allison guides him while the trainees get the door partially open. Inches will never make it. Oh, me, me. I can manage eight inches, no problem. <gasps> I have extremely limber joints. Okay. The manual override is on the other side of the door. Got it. <laughs> oh. What happens to Holly? She's stuck. She's stuck in the door. She can't get out, and she has to try and reach the panel to get the door open to save them. All of a sudden, Parrish jumps up and screams and celebrates because he finished his hundredth bird. He's still folding paper. He's not helping any of them do anything. No. So Carter's making his way through, but Wen is worried the chamber won't last. Carter gets far enough through where he can see Holly, and he's just getting to them when he sees the walls shutting down. So he tries to run and jump through, and what happens? Gets stuck. He gets stuck. What gets stuck? By his tie. By his tie, which he didn't want to wear. So that'll show him, right? And he drops the bomb. He can't reach it because he's trapped there with his tie. Fargo takes control in the chamber. Um, he has to talk Parrish out of his cranes because Parrish is the only one who finished. And he doesn't want to give him up because he thinks he's going to pass the test just doing these cranes. They put gum and a magnet at the end of the strand. And Carter gets the strand and tries to get the bomb back where he can reach it. He's able to get the bomb with the crane rope that they gave him, and he activates it. It worked. The mites die, and Carter and the rest have to wait for someone to, to come and cut them out. Yeah. They're safe. So later at Cafe Diem, Carter admits to being overprotective with Allison. Allison is reinstated, and Holly tells Fargo that he's a born leader. Grace argues with Henry about still thinking like a bachelor, and Henry agrees that she was right. Grace decides that she won't go to Titan either if Henry can't go, but Henry says that he won't let her give up her dreams. And Grace proposes. Grace asks Henry to marry her. Except that they're already married, so everybody's a little confused, but they're going to get remarried again. Yeah. Joe meets Zane outside, and he tells her that Senator Wen is recommending a full pardon for him, and that Joe doesn't know what she's done for him. Because now, he only has to stay in Eureka if he chooses to stay in Eureka. He's not trapped there by his sentence. And by the look on Joe's face, we can see that Joe didn't consider that at all. Yeah. Okay, and that's the end of the episode. So thank you so much for helping me out today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, and we'll be back next week for... 
clash mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the titans. Tanks. That was a hard one, huh? All right. See you later. See you later. Goodbye. Yeah. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.